Hi there. Uh, welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Hi guys, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. <laughs> What we're trying to do is make this as awkward as possible. No, we had a really, really good, uh, good question that came up. Uh, got this from another one of the young adults. To protect his uh, name, we'll pronounce it in a. We'll, sp- we'll say it in a different language. His name is James. James. Uh, James. <laughs> he's a great guy. Uh, we love James. Uh, we. He, his question is actually an incredibly helpful Very, question. Yeah. So. All of us come to Christ at different points in our life. All of us interact with the world and unbelievers in different ways. Uh, what does it look like? What are maybe some frameworks or categories or ways of thinking about how we should interact with unbelievers? Like, what does friendship with an unbeliever look like? Um, is it just like, here's the gospel. If you don't like it, I'm done with you. Do we care for that person? What does it look like? Uh, so maybe some of those. And, and then, obviously, people who maybe we were friends with prior to our yeah. conversion. And then you have a you have someone who... You might have been very close friends with, in fact, and then you find yourself saved, and then you say, well, what does that look like? Am I still friends with them? But obviously, our friendship has changed because maybe we all do the same things, but what, what, what should I do? You know. So um, any thoughts on that? Well, I'll tell you how not to. Interact. <laughs> and Gabe will tell you how to. Interact. There you go. But I, I think that you can fall into that pitfall um, of thinking that because someone is an unbeliever, your interaction with him or with her should be uh, completely non-existent, <coughs> yeah. or it should be only gospel. Yeah. And you know, you we have met people that have said like, I show a great relationship with so and so, but you know they're unbelievers. So I not not long I remember hearing someone telling me that a family member was an unbeliever, so they had no relationship with that person. Yeah. And that's sad. That's very very sad. You. you you should have a great relationship totally. with them, even if they're unbelievers. Yeah. So I, obviously, you need to have a relationship with them. But it could, it, we can fall in the, or we can fall into the other pitfall of saying, look, my only relationship with that person is gospel. Mm. So if, if if it's a sibling, if it's a cousin, or if it's a good friend, hey, all I'm going to talk to this person is about the gospel. And I think that that again. Uh, it, it, it's a hindrance to have a, a relationship, yeah. especially because this person is not seeking God. Yeah. No one seeks God. Yeah. Uh, this person might humor you, and or my you might be kind of white noise to them after a while. Mm-hmm. But um, it sort of sours <coughs> the gospel. Yeah, actually. it does because yeah. every every chance you get, <laughs> you know, there's always that opportunity to just drop that. Hey, I'm struggling with this job. Well, if you had Christ, you wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't interact in those two ways. One of them would be non-interaction. The other one would be gospel only gospel interaction. Exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Or exclusive. I yeah. Don't yeah. Know. That, that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's on like that's on like the one side of like the sort of like the abandonment side. Yeah. Like we used yeah. to be friends, but now yeah. the only thing we have yeah. is that's that that we can relate to is the fact that they're an unbeliever. Well, and we met people who have said that, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I have nothing to say to them except for the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that might be a, that might be a little over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, two passages that come to mind. One's First Corinthians fifteen thirty three, I think, where it says, "Don't be deceived." bad company corrupts good morals yeah or it's like you want to be cautious right like yeah, yeah. i think there's the reason this is a good question is like you have there's tension and we just want to be able to explain it yeah and, and see the right you know way to balance it so paul has to say don't be deceived you know yeah. i guess he feels the need to say that because apparently it's easy to be deceived and there might be someone who was really good friends in unrighteousness with someone who's an unbeliever and then yeah. they get saved 
And it's like, well, it's they come to a choice of, is it my friendship or is it Christ that's more important to me? And he's trying to say, well, you know, he gives us a principle to help us say, it's Christ over friendship, and we shouldn't be deceived into thinking like, oh, we can just keep that relationship the same. Yeah. You know, but actually, I think like, Christians should have an optimistic outlook that that relationship can actually get better. You yeah, know, like, totally. Like we can, we can actually, um, like the Christian then becomes the driver in, in some ways in that relationship because mm-hmm. they have found and they've been brought to see the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And as a friend, you want to share that with your friend. And I think um, what Paul says in Colossians 4, 5, <clears throat> and 6 walk in wisdom towards outsiders, you know? So he's he's clear, like this person's an outsider yeah. um, in the community, but he says walk in wisdom towards them, you know? So mm-hmm. there's a relationship towards the outsider. And he says redeeming the time, mm-hmm. which is to say we should have a, a mindset to get the most out of that experience, you know? Like to redeem the time to get a return on that investment that we have. And rather than just, you know, tooling around like we used to or fooling around like we did in high school or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Um, to actually have intentionality there mm-hmm. and intentionality that's biblically driven because it's wisdom. And then he says, you know, let your words always be with grace, mm-hmm. you know, seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should answer each person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think obviously a gracious demeanor. I, I wouldn't, I would caution someone away from having a cautious demeanor you know, yeah. towards someone where it's like you kind of feel like you're, you know, an animal like, side is there a hunter <laughs> somewhere you know like yeah you're, fight or flight you're, yeah. yeah you're like suspicious of these people but to to know yeah they're different right um but to engage in that you know in, in a in a wise way and be gracious towards them uh understand them and i think it's cool too like <clears throat> you know let's say surfing you know for example yeah. like the winds and the waves obey God, you know, like it's God's world. God brings waves. He invented surfing. You know, yeah. these are things that my God made these things. And so yeah. I can actually go and participate in that. It's not worldly. And so in, in one sense, I would go and do those kinds of things maybe. And, um, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, like call them to a greater enjoyment of those things, yeah, you know, to totally. where it's like, Hey, there's really good food over here. You should have some. Yeah. Um, and to where they, it's not always just combative, but if it is combative, even like Paul in Acts 14, I think, he says, like, how long will you make crooked the straight ways of the Lord? Yeah. You know, it's like a super, like, piercing rebuke. But it's how long, which is, yeah. like, his heart is like, stop. You know, like, come here. You know, like, yeah. come come to the better straight ways of the Lord, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, I think we want to make it hard for non-Christians to think we don't love them. Yeah, totally. You know? That's really good. Yeah, so like love there as the center, as like the center driving thing, that love is going to participate in things that it's, it's, that it's able to, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, hey, surfing's a totally innocuous event. God made the world. It's yeah. awesome. You can totally go do that. Like whatever you do after surfing, might yeah. be, you might be, have to yeah. be wise and careful with totally. where you're not stepping into unrighteousness. Yeah. But you can be friends in that scope of righteousness and then just say, I'm not doing that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being cautious with those things. Yeah. So love does both. Love yeah. says, yeah, I can absolutely participate in this. I, I can never participate in this right. because that would be evil. Right. Yeah, that's super helpful. Those are both really good. Mm-hmm. So not distancing yourself, but actually coming toward that person yeah. in love yeah. to the extent that you're able. Yeah. Yeah. Having intention now, turning your brain on. Yeah. You know, and like totally engaging. And then not always just saying the only thing I'm going to talk to you about is 
yeah. Christ. Yeah. Though that's good to talk about yeah. Christ, but that's not the only thing we're going to discuss. So the two th- texts that came to mind for me, too, um, one is First Peter 3, right? Be ready always to give an answer to those who ask of the hope that's in you. So in that case, I would say, like, if you say, hey, I'm totally willing to surf. I'm not willing to do something after surfing that would be sinful. I'll surf. I won't do this thing. Someone's going to say, why don't you do this anymore, right? First uh, Peter 4, like the Gentiles say, why don't you co- continue mm-hmm. in the things that you were doing? And you say, well, I can't do that anymore. Well, why not? And then you have an open door for the gospel presentation. There. Mm-hmm. So your own life of righteousness is actually the clearest mm-hmm. picture that will open the door for gospel conversations mm-hmm. instead of just being like, I'm just going to yeah. hit you with yeah. it. Yeah. And the other text that came to mind is Second Corinthians 6 in verse 14. He says, do not be bound together with unbelievers. Mm-hmm. So that might be the other fence on the outside. So this is wisdom in the middle. We have the one fence on this side. Don't reject people and turn away from them completely or just make it like gospel only. The other fence on the other side where all this wisdom of like being careful with them and your language and that stuff. The other fence would be don't partner up with them in unrighteousness. Like you have people that are like, hey, we're going to go do this thing. And it's all about this unrighteous act or these unrighteous things. You should come and participate with us. You're like, well, they're my friends. I should probably go do that. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't partner up with them in those things. You can say, hey, I'll get together with you guys afterwards if you want to go have a meal because I can eat with a clear conscience. I can't do that <clears> stuff with a clear conscience. So don't don't bind yourself to them on one side and don't reject them completely on the other side. And then in the middle, we just say, well, just be wise. Be wise with your words. Be wise with your actions. Be careful and be, live a life where people ask you, what is the hope that's inside of you? What do you have going on inside of you that's different? Because you're clearly different than we are. You're different than you used to be. Help us understand. Yeah, so. and, and like you're happier than they are. Yeah. Know? Like, and I, to shout out one guy in my care group, he was just saying he went to some event, and um, everyone was going to go out, you know, get drunk afterwards. It was for something at work, and and he was like, no, I'm going to go home to my family. You know, <laughs> and, and people in that work atmosphere, they, you know. Um, talk about like oh the wife you know and all yeah. this stuff and it's all like derogatory but he's like I love going home yeah you know, I love yeah. I love like not getting drunk you know yeah. I, I yeah. love it and I, think I feel infinitely better yeah. Yeah. and that's a way of loving that person is like hey I found something better like God showed yeah. me this yeah. and I'm, yeah. this is sweet I want you to have it too you know rather than just such a stiff arm yeah. totally but like a oh like you're you're denying what they're doing and saying, no, I'm going to stay here is a way of loving them. Yeah, totally. It's showing that it's a, there's an invite with it, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. super good. Well, thanks, you guys. That's super helpful. Uh, this is a great question. Hope that's helpful for you. Uh, if you have any questions on this topic or any topic, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much. <laughs>